It's Triple M Breakfast. With Tammy and JB. Something needs to be assessed here in our relationship and in the new Tammy and JB Breakfast Show. Five weeks in already? I'm worried about your back, mate. I'm worried about your physical health at the moment, especially you've got the Pyramid Challenge coming up later in the year. And something I've noticed is when you and I come into the studio, I come in carrying a notepad and a diary. Can you please go through the list <laughs> of things that you can't even... Because you're struggling. We got, for those just an outside-in look, to come into the studio, there's two doors for soundproofing and all that radio stuff. And they're stuff. heavy. And they're heavy doors because they need to be sealed pretty pretty closely. And Tammy, every day, it's like <laughs> this big... <laughs> you look like someone going on like... You remind me of, you know, the fancy schmancy ladies that are going on like a weekend holiday and they overpack. That's what it looks like. Which is actually nothing like me when I go traveling. I, I am quite a, a minimalist. Absolutely. Really? Well, okay. You, you don't seem to pack a lot for work. What do you bring in? There's like a bunch of bags. What so are you doing here? I have my big computer bag that has like a lot of books and my notes. What's in, in that? What's so I actually bring my work computer and I bring my personal computer in. Don't know why I bring that in, but I do. So I've got that. So it's a huge work. Uh, big laptop bag. Okay. And I've got my my black Nine West handbag. That That's that is one of so for those talking handbags, bigger scale handbag. It's a it's a large handbag. It's a bigger scale handbag. Folders in. What what do you, what's it doing? What do you need that for? Well, I've got a lot of. I actually, I do. I mean, I do have a lot of stuff in there at the moment. What What do you need? Like you. I'm a woman. I carry things. But the, the, it's can't, it can't be. Is this the classic man-woman? No, not everything in there is essential to you carrying out your day-to-day life. Well, it, can't, it's, it can't all be essential. <laughs> you can't tell me you need everything that's in there. Well, I, I do. You, I, you reckon you need yeah, everything that's in there? I mean, maybe not too lots of hand cream and a facial moisturizer, <laughs> but I do. You So, all right, well, let's, let's put this to the test, shall we? Uh, are you willing, ready and willing... To hand over the handbag, and I just want to see. Do not go through every compartment. All well, right? we assume there'll be like there's certain items I'm not going to go <laughs> near. Up, um, but I just I don't believe that everything in there is essential. So, <laughs> all right, here you go. So let's have a look at this handbag. See if don't put it over the computer screen. <laughs> She's heavy, eh? Oh, no, it's heavy. No wonder I'm strong. Yeah, you're a unit. You're a unit. Let's have a look in this handbag. Oh my gosh. First cab off the rank, you have a fifty, <laughs> a fifty pack of thumbtacks. Why is this in your handbag? Well, I need to stick things to the wall in the studio, like that naked man of Louis Forsyth. So we've had, so since my time being here, there has been one calendar and one poster of the Northern Pride rounds ahead. That's only thumbtacking that's fair happened. Fair point. Fair point. That can go. I okay. think. Oh, okay. Next item. Oh. Tammy's personal diary. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I get that one. Yeah, that's all right. That one's tick. That one's that one's fine. Pass that. That stays in the handbag. Oh, you're kidding me. You have a tube of Colgate triple action toothpaste. I had a wedding yesterday. I had to clean my teeth so they weren't furry and gross. So you leave your you leave toothpaste in your well, you never know when you might need clean teeth after work. Is there a toothbrush in there too? Yes, there is. So you have a toothbrush <laughs> and toothpaste in your handbag. Yes. That's it. That's a stitcher. All right, that's not play on. That's a no go. That one's got to go. Um, <clears throat> what's going on here? Spiritual guide incense sticks. Look, that 
I should have taken them out a week ago. Alison Maiden, our resident psychic medium, gave them to us because she says it's probably a good idea to clear out our room, and I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, so it stayed in the handbag. Yeah. I think you can use these in the handbag and clear out this <laughs> room. So it's something out of Harry Potter. Last, this is a joke. What? This thing's filling up half of your handbag. I know. What? You have a diffuser in your purse. I, yeah, but it's my... For those that are playing on from home, this thing is the size <laughs> of a rock melon. And it's a diffuser. What's it doing in there? Because it was in the studio, but it was broken. So I put it in there to take it home and I sort of forgot. How long ago was that? that? Like two days ago. All right. <laughs> Taking it out. Well, it's a magical place. <laughs> the woman's handbag. Can's History Book. Here's some real stories from right here in our region with Dr. Sandy. Dr. Sandy, Rob, thank you for joining us. You come with a wealth of knowledge. And uh, what have you got for us today? Well, today I've got a great story about a fairly unusual woman called uh, Annie Bags. Uh, Annie uh, was uh, an overlander or a swaggy or whatever you'd like to call her. I know the police called her some things and others called her other things. But she was quite a well-loved person in the 1880s and the 1890s and she passed away in 1910. But she used to walk around the whole of North Queensland and uh, even from Rockhampton and she walked around in in bags so she didn't dress very well. She lived by herself and she had um, a swag of dogs and cats that she used to cart around with her. And so she used to come in and um, she would... Well, I read one account that she begged for food, but I don't actually think she did beg for food. I think people were very generous and they gave her food. And, of course, in the newspapers, we only hear one account. We hear the male account because that's who was writing in the newspapers, so we don't really know how women thought about Annie Bags. But she was not... She was just not anyone. She was a migrant woman and uh, she was from an Austrian uh, court. She could... She spoke with an Austrian accent and she could play the piano most beautifully and she was a woman of means. But she had discarded all of that means and she had decided that she would live closer to God and so she discarded all of her belongings and things like that and then so she, her belongings were her animals that she used to rescue and then she used to, um, you know, cart them around and try and give them away to good Christian families. Wow. So a real story of a woman, Annie Bags, who used to circle around North Queensland, rehoming pets long before there were any services or anything like that, wearing bags on her own back. So incredible story. I love that you use the word overlander for her because a lot of people in the adventure kind of scene understand what overlanders are, but she, she wasn't an overlander in a car. She was an overlander on foot. And that's how the term came about. It came overlanding by foot. It's actually, that's an English term where you... you well, in Australia, we would say you go by Shanks Pony. So, <laughs> well, did she? Um, so, with these pets, how many dogs, cats, whatever would she have been spotted with at any given time, circling around? Say she's walking around Cairns. How many pets were in her trail? Well, we'll have a bit of dig at Townsville if we can, because in Townsville, she had uh, eight dogs with her and a few kittens. But the Townsville Council in the eighteen nineties were were clamping down on dogs in the community. And so they tried to take, well, they did take all of her dogs off her and there was a lot of scenes in the courts with her crying and she had a little mob of boys that were trying to um, ransom the dogs and to appeal to the the council to give Annie one or two dogs, um, you know, in compassion. 
and yeah. also to get their fathers to see if they could uh, then adopt the other dogs. Wow. Dr Sandy Rob, you're an amazing historian. Thank you for always coming to us with these great stories of our region. That's my pleasure. We'll talk to her again next week. Real stories from right here in our region. Whereabouts are you again? I'm in Brinsmead. Brinsmead. So it takes me 14 minutes to get to work. Really? Yeah. Well, I was um, obviously just moved back to the area into the new place and there's there's basically two main directions that I can get from the Northern Beaches to Triple M Towers each and every morning. And when you first get to a place, sometimes uh, you can get stuck in the bad habit of just going... This is the way I go, and then you're just stuck in it for years, and then you could realise down the track you've been doing the wrong thing for for ages. You've been wasting minutes of your life every single day. I think a lot of people can relate exactly to that. But you're scared, right? You don't want to change it up because this is safe. I know I'm in autopilot. I can go straight this way. I know it works. It's proven, tested, trialled. I don't want to get lost on the way to work and be annoyed. So... I get it, but um, I thought I'd do some testing and I've got the unique opportunity that heading to work from the Northern Beaches, obviously there's traffic that's a factor a lot of the time, a lot of the lights, things like that, but when we head to work, it's it's still dark, so I'm driving in at like 10 to 4, that's when I leave, and um, that means that I can get a pure test on what is actually the quickest direction, whether coming through the airport way or the Western Arterial Road. I like your train of thought. I've been conducting these tests throughout the week, doing some scientific evidence strategy. I would get in here and I'd relook at the time, the calibration, and take into other factors, things Jeez. like that. Obviously, that's a load of crap. I just set up a timer <laughs> each time I drove. But um, I imagine that... Um, it would depend for everyone else that drives at the peak hour times that it would just depend on traffic, right? You True. never know what's the better option. One could take further. But in this test I've conducted, I can conclude. So we're here at Triple M Towers, which is, well, it's pretty close to the CBD, right? Yeah, we're not too far out. I'd on say. Mulgrave Road. Yeah, so, so it's pretty much a lot of people would work nearby if you do work in the city. So I've conducted a test. And from my house out there on the northern beaches, it took me going the airport route 17 minutes and seven seconds. Jeez, that doesn't seem like long at all. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, first thing in the morning, this probably, my wife, when I told her how quick it took me, because she drives at the normal time, she's like, you're, you're, <laughs> she, she was proper. Oh, yes. Um, the, what, I'd like to ask as well, what do you think would be quicker? I would almost think um, Western Arterial. Western Arterial Road from Northern Beaches to here? 16 minutes, 48 seconds. You've nailed it. Get out of here. That's so, interesting, actually. Going by the test, that 12, about 20 seconds difference between each way. So ultimately, it doesn't matter which way you go. Try and avoid the traffic. You're stuffed either way, which you probably knew. Thanks for listening. Tammy and JB for Brecky on Cairns 99.5 Triple M. Tammy. The convention centre, it's a big part of our community. We're not just talking, we all have memories there. We've got the fond memories there. But when you talk financial, it has a huge impact on on this community, doesn't it? Some of the best concerts uh, come to the Cairns Convention Centre. Of course, the Cairns Taipans, the snake pit home of our Taipans. Um, but I've been to some really good conferences and events there as well. Yeah, and over the last few years, there's been talks about upgrades and, and really ramping this place up because, as we said, it's a pillar in our community. And to tell us about those upgrades and what's going on, is our MP Michael Healy? Welcome to the show, mate. Sorry, we Morning, called you. Guys. We called you a bad time. We're here. Yes. Good morning. Timing's perfect. It's all good. But um, look, you're absolutely right about the convention centre, and 
There's no doubt uh, the timing of the upgrade has been uh, absolutely amazing. I mean, it's literally been over COVID, and obviously we've had a we've had a significant downturn over the whole COVID period. But Cairns, uh, you know, we've got a lot of big industries that drive our economy, and we're you know we do manufacturing and marine. We've got uh, we've got some fantastic work happening around our hospitals. But one of our big economic drivers is the Cairns Convention Centre. So we decided some time ago, $176 million of our taxpayers' money need to be reinvested in this. That was 570 full-time jobs. But what it also does is, before we did the upgrade, it generated around about $80 million a year for our economy. And at the completion of this upgrade, it was meant to be opened in August of last year, but supply chain issues and COVID's had a significant detrimental impact. We are expecting it to be open in May, where we're actually going to have Parliament, State Parliament will be uh, leaving Brisbane, which is a good thing, and coming up to Cairns. And, and that's going to be the first event it'll host. But it'll now generate around about $130 million a year for our economy. And, and just to give a quick example, um, in June of this year, I talked to the people, uh, Janet Hamilton, who runs the Convention Centre, I was talking to her. In June this year, we've got 11,500 room nights booked around our city for events. So it's a huge, huge economic driver, and it'll be able to increase its capacity. There'll be an extra 10,500 square metres. Um, in, in, that's in the expansion work. There's going to be a 410-seat plenary lecture space. There's three... 120-seat rooms, there's exhibition space, there's a 500-seat rooftop banquet space and a, and a sky terrace that overlooks Trinity Inlet. So it really is, it's a great investment. It is fantastic for, uh, for our city and it's terrific for our economy. Michael, when I look at the new images of, of how this upgrade is going to look, it just looks so special. But I want to make it a little bit personal. I love the convention centre. I've been a part of the bull riding events, the PBR that come back every year. Um, I've seen comedians there and the big uh, musician passenger from England came over and performed to a sellout show. So it brings so much money and economic boost, but it brings so much joy to locals as well. And Tammy, we are an events economy. That is a significant part of our of our economic turnover. And you're right. I mean, I, I like you. I have seen so many events. I remember when it opened. I've been I've been to so many events. Not to mention the emotional school farewells and a whole range of events that that touch our hearts and are personally very important. That that building is so important to us in so many ways. And as you've highlighted. It's, we have one national team and they're doing a fantastic job. That's their home. It's the home of our economic drive. It, it's, it's such a strong economic drive. And the key thing is it employs people. And the business that it generates... Um, now, you know, talking to the people that run the convention centre, as I was saying, we are getting events not just from around Australia but from around the world. And the, the completion of this, this upgrade... Every single light switch, every single piece of equipment has been totally replaced. So we did a refurbishment and we did an upgrade. So it will be the most up-to-date convention centre in Australia, if not around the world, from technology. Uh, when you walk through and you have a look, every single thing has been replaced. It is world-class. We've invested significantly in it, and as we should, because it's so important for us. And we can, as I said, we've got great sporting events. We've got great entertainment, musicians. We've got uh, some of our really important social events take place there. But most importantly, um, 
so many events are there and we can have a lot of fun and have a giggle, which is important these days. Yeah, bit of fun, bit of a giggle. And um, I'm hoping with this upgrade we see even bigger acts in the future. Well, uh, local MP Michael Healy, we appreciate your time this morning and uh, look forward to the grand opening come May. G'day, guys, uh, and it's going to be terrific. Look forward to seeing you all there, and have a great day. Lovely stuff. There he is, Michael Healy, with the refurbishment and upgrade of the Cairns Convention Centre happening in May. It's all going ahead. Tammy and JB.